Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is your host, Chloe Brotheridge. I'm a coach, a hypnotherapist, and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl. And this podcast is all about helping you to become your calmest, happiest, and most confident self. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm going to be talking about making new friends as an adult. And I was pretty surprised, I have to be honest, by the response that I got a few episodes back. I think it was on the procrastination episode where I asked you guys whether you'd be interested in a podcast about making new friends as an adult. And I had a lot of DMs, a lot of emails with people saying they were interested in this, which kind of surprised me. I think it's so easy to think, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this, that that everyone else has their friendships sorted, everyone else has their bestie, and they're not really looking for new friends. But the reality is that I think this is something that affects tons of people. So you are definitely not alone in this. I just want to start off by saying that. So over the course of this episode, I'm going to talk about some of the reasons why we might be wanting to make more friends. I'm going to talk about my own experiences in this area. And I also spoke to some friends and people that I know online for their advice and tips. I'm going to be weaving those in as well. And of course, I'm going to be sharing different practical steps that you can take and ideas on shifting your mindset around making new friends. So I hope you enjoy this episode. If this is something that you are looking to work on, for example, if you experience social anxiety, if you'd like to be more confident in social situations, for example, it is something that I work with people on one-on-one. So please do get in touch over at karmayou.com if you feel like you want to take this further. And if you head on over to my website, you can also find loads of freebies on there for helping you to be calmer and happier. So making friends as an adult is a different thing to making friends as a kid. When you're a child, we can just point at someone's toy dinosaur in the school playground, or maybe we're friends with the kids of our parents' friends. And it's all so easy. And we might even just come out and say, do you want to be friends? And there's nothing wrong with saying that. It's a very different thing, it seems, when we're in adulthood. In adulthood, it might be that you are out of touch with people that you grew up with. It might be that you've had a change in your life. For example, in my own experience, stopping drinking or either you've had children or you're one of the people in your old friendship group that hasn't had children and you feel as if your lifestyles are so different now that you've drifted apart. 
It might be that after a breakup, you lost friends after that because the friends were friends of your partner, for example. Maybe you're working for yourself and a lot of your friends used to come through work. There can be so many reasons why you might be looking for more friends as an adult. One thing I really wanted to say was that there can be shame around this. And I know from my own experience that I've had shame about this in the past. And I'll just share a bit of a personal uh, story about my experiences with making friends and having friends and social anxiety. So I grew up in a very tight-knit community. Everyone knew each other. And my friends from childhood are almost like family to me. They're almost like cousins or sisters in some cases. We grew up very close. We were always around at each other's houses. And we went to college together. I went with a group of these friends from from primary school, basically, to university. And so in some ways, I never really had the chance or had to go out and make new friends for myself. I'd always had this very secure small group of friends growing up. And so for me, that in combination with anxiety and social anxiety meant that at university, I kind of struggled to make friends and meet people. I did make friends, but a lot of them were whilst drinking or you know, I needed to have a lot of alcohol in me in order to feel confident and comfortable with new people. And I tended to stick with this group of friends that I'd grown up with. In 2009, I quit my job slash kind of got fired. Anyway, that's a story for another time. And I decided to go traveling on my own. Only problem was that I really did struggle to speak to people, to meet people and was quite lonely on that trip. I spent a lot of time on my own. I spent a lot of time feeling ashamed that I couldn't just strike up a conversation with someone, you know, another traveller in a in a coffee shop, like it seemed like a lot of other travellers seemed to be able to do. I had a lot of shame. I had this sense that, you know, is there something wrong with me? Is it, you know, am I somehow deficient or not good enough? And that's why I can't make friends. People are not going to like me. I'm boring. All those sorts of things I would tell myself. But I just want to say that there's nothing to be ashamed about in wanting more friends or wanting to make new friends. It is a human need to have social interactions. We are social creatures. It is intrinsic to our survival to be in community and to be with other people. And so it is really a human need. So please don't ever make yourself wrong for wanting friends or think that it's something to be ashamed of. And I can guarantee that it is not the case that you are not good enough. We are all good enough. We all have something to offer another person. We all have unique things about us that make us special. So you absolutely have something to offer. Another aspect of this is around needing to break up with a friend or a friendship group. Now, something that I've seen quite often is that when people start to work on their self-esteem and they start to feel more confident or work on their anxiety, your boundaries start to change. What isn't isn't okay with you? You get connected to that and maybe it's that you've leveled up and actually your old group of friends you've realized that they are not treating you the way that you want to be treated or maybe they are really into gossiping or going clubbing and actually that's something that you are wanting to leave behind another reason I think it's really important to have people in our lives is that loneliness is actually bad for your health they have shown this scientifically that it compares to obesity and smoking in terms of being a risk factor for your physical and mental health. So it is super important to 
work on this area of our lives, it can make a massive difference to our mental health and our happiness. And it's not to say that you need to have dozens and dozens of different friends in order to feel happy and satisfied and fulfilled and have your social needs met. It really is much more about the quality of those friendships rather than the quantity. So one question that came in around this was, how can we get over the limiting belief that people don't like you or that you're boring? And this is something that I hear so much. It's definitely something that I have worried about in the past. But one thing I think it's really important to remember is that no one is judging you as harshly as you judge yourself. We are always our own worst judge. People are not thinking about you. (laughs) People are not thinking about you in the nicest possible way. And having thoughts like this, people don't like me or I'm boring. We really need to just question these thoughts because They're very sweeping statements and there are, if anyone has looked into CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, you might have learned about this. So saying to yourself, people don't like me. Which people? Every person that you've ever met hasn't liked you? Is it impossible for a person to like you? Really question those sorts of limiting beliefs that you might find yourself having because once we question them, we realize that saying something like people won't like me is just not a valid statement. There are 100% going to be people that like you. It's just a numbers game. It's impossible that everyone is going to think that you're boring. And also, boring is a label that just does not apply to a human being. Human beings are infinitely fascinating. We are all interesting. We all have interesting parts of us. That doesn't mean that you're going to be able to be good friends with everyone. Of course, you need to have things in common. You need to have a personality that somehow gels together. But to to label yourself as boring is just very unfair on yourself. And we need to remember that there's always going to be people that are our people that we're going to connect with and that we're going to get along with. So I'm going to share some practical tips and some tips and advice from some of my friends and people that I have asked about this topic. So the first one comes from Poona Bell. You might remember her from a podcast that we did about six months ago. She's an author and a journalist. And she says, in order to make friends, I think it's about connecting with your own interests. And that very often we can be passive about it. And we do what our other mates want to do, which is fine. But that might be catching up in a restaurant or a bar. We don't tend to socialize our particular interests the older we get. She says it's about tapping into new hobbies and activities and connecting with different communities. So Puna's met a lot of people through her interest in powerlifting. So if we're constantly doing the same things that we've always done with our old friends, so whether that is going to the pub or restaurant or going to farmer's markets together, we're not going to necessarily expose ourselves to other communities. We're not necessarily going to find people who have those unique interests that we share that could give us grounds to connect with them and make a new friend out of. I also asked my friend Sharu Izadi, the author of The Last Diet and The Kindness Method, and she said, find a common interest and become hobby buddies. It can make it feel less awkward early on if you're experiencing or learning about something that interests you. And I think that's so true. It can be a perfect opportunity to take a friendship to the next level or to meet new people by really engaging with something that interests you. So whether that is fitness, whether that is some kind of event that you're interested in, whether that is connecting in the comment section of 
someone on Instagram or on social media that you follow, whether that's connecting with someone in a Facebook group that you're in. And I think this connects to one key thing that I found when it comes to making friends as an adult in that you kind of have to be the one to make the first move and ask someone out on a date, ask someone out on a friendship date. And it can seem awkward or forward at first, but being passive probably isn't going to cut it. And we have to be the one that is taking action and asking someone out and making that first move. And yes, it can feel scary. It can feel risky because there is a chance that they will say no, that they will ignore your request or that you'll go along and you won't click as much as you had hoped. But if we can be brave and if we can feel the fear and still take action anyway, take a bit of a risk, then it can pay off big time. I also wanted to share some insights from my friend Toral Shah, who is a nutritional and functional medicine specialist. And she's also a friend of mine. And she sent me a little voice note on this topic. So I thought I'd share a bit of that as well. I think you'll like her tips too. So we do need to make new friends as we go through life, particularly when we're going through life's big transitions and our old friends maybe don't understand what we're going through. Two of those pressure points for me have been when I've had breast cancer, that some of my closest friends, because they've not been through it, they don't really understand what it's like, have really struggled to understand and kind of be there for me. I think other people who've had some sort of health concerns have been better, but some of my really close friends just couldn't. Particularly some of the ones who are going through their own transitions at the same time, like getting married or having a baby. And actually my friendships with those people have actually grown apart in that time, with some of them, not all of them. Um, and yet with others, they've maintained and people have you know, become closer. So for me, interests are really, really important having something that you're really passionate about together and sharing that so for me one of those things is self-development and I've made quite a lot of friends through doing some of the self-development courses I've done particularly as they're quite intense and you're together for quite a long period of time and some of those friendships have stayed forever and some of them you know have fallen along by the wayside but one thing I think is there is that if you have common values that's also really important so sometimes it's not always about having the same interests about having similar values other times it's about having similar interests or, or doing the same thing at the same time so one of those examples could be when I've had breast cancer and I've been going through treatment or um, I've been made friends through Instagram have been through similar things and that's been really supportive and that doesn't mean they're there for all parts of my life and vice versa I'm probably not there for all parts of their life but it is something that we can identify maybe our other friends can't. And the other thing is, like, I'm really passionate about food and travel. So finding people who really want to share those experiences and maybe they're friends that you don't see all the time, but you share these amazing experiences with. Recently, I've definitely made a lot more new friends because so many of my friends have had, got married and have had children. And obviously, they're very busy and they're, what, when they're available is quite different to when I'm available and the timing and things like that. So and also, like, I've had quite high expectations of those friendships, but they're not able to necessarily be that the same way. And probably I don't understand the same time. So for me, it's about, you know, it's particularly through lockdown, it's about finding local friends I can do things with. And that's been so important. So two of my the girls I spend the most time with and probably talk to the most are people I only met last year um, at the grand old age of, I don't know, 41 or something. And they've become really close to me because they live locally. We share a lot of the same passions. So if you have someone through work, for example, or if you know of someone on social media or a friend of a friend who you know has a similar interest in something as you, so maybe they love going to gong baths or yoga or talks about 
manifestation or whatever it is that you might be interested in, asking them out, asking them to go on a friendship date with you to that class, to that workshop, to go and see that exhibition, whatever it is, can just help to take the friendship to the next level. One of my friends who I asked about this said, it's hard if you think that a person's friendship circle is full. That's where having a common interest really helps because the person's long-term friends may not share that interest. So instead of assuming that another person is already all set for their friends, instead remember that sometimes our older friends do not share the same interests as us and that person might be looking for a hobby buddy, as Cherie says, to go to that yoga class with. I have definitely had experiences of wanting to connect with somebody and kind of thinking to myself yeah I'd like to be friends with that person and I'm thinking of one person in particular where yeah there was some back and forth and we we spoke a lot about meeting up it seemed like we had loads in common but it never quite materialized in that situation you know I can't know exactly what was going on for this other person it might be that they thought I was boring it might be that they are just pretty flaky and not really good at replying to messages. It might be that they already have a really busy life and don't have time for um, someone else in their lives. I can't know what that person is thinking. I'm not going to try and read their mind and read into it. I'm just going to accept that they are not that into me and that is okay. Did anyone read that book? I read this book. He's just not that into you at university and it really stuck with me as being quite a relief really that sometimes it's okay just to say that person isn't that into me and we don't need to really know all the details of why that is or overthink it we can just accept they're not that into me and move on it's totally okay it's not a reflection on you it's impossible for everyone to like you it's impossible for you to be every type of person's person you are a certain flavor of person and some people are going to like that flavor and other people are going to be not so keen and that's totally okay you've got to find people that like your flavor And if one person doesn't, there will be lots of other people who do. I've also said this a lot of times before in other podcasts, but it's it's okay to feel nervous. It's okay to feel scared. It's okay to feel shy at first. You're a human being. These are normal human emotions. There is something a bit scary and vulnerable about going on a friendship date or any kind of date for that matter, or asking someone if they want to hang out or reaching out to somebody or being vulnerable, it is kind of a scary thing sometimes. And it's totally okay to feel whatever you feel. It's normal. Don't let that feeling stop you because it will get easier the more that you do it. So my advice to you is to be brave, perhaps make a list of different things that you're interested in and thinking about where people hang out doing the things that you are interested in. Where are they hanging out? So it might be that they go to events and they find them on Eventbrite or Meetup. It might be that the sort of person that you'd love to hang out with is someone that would go to a sharing circle and you can find sharing circles online or in person all over the world, women's circles, men's circles, mixed sharing circles. You can look at Facebook groups. There are millions of Facebook groups you can get involved in about entrepreneurship, about different hobbies, fitness, ways of eating, you name it, there's a Facebook group for it. Or maybe Facebook groups about the area that you live. Think about the people that you really enjoy following on social media. Are there people that are hanging out in the comments section there that may have really similar interests as you? 
that you could just send a DM to reach out to, get to know a little bit and take it from there. You'll be surprised about how many other people are really open to new friendships, new experiences, new hobbies, having a partner to go to different things with or to discuss interests with. And if you get rejected, it's totally okay. It's normal. It's not a reflection on you. And just keep trying, keep putting yourself out there because you will find someone to connect with. If you get rejected, quote unquote rejected, because it's never really a rejection because underneath it all, I think we all love each other and we just have forgotten in this lifetime. But if you find yourself rejected, please don't read into it too much. There could be so many reasons why they say no, why they don't get your message, why they don't see it, why they are too busy. Most of those reasons are not the fact that you are a bad person, that you're boring or not good enough. There could be so many other reasons. So don't be, don't try and be a mind reader. Just accept that, you know, it's not the right time or maybe they're just not that into you and that's okay. And move on to the next person because there will be people out there that would love to be friends with you. And so my final tip is something that I shared in my book, Brave New Girl, which is something that my partner Aidan taught me. He works in sales or he used to, he's a coach now. He worked in sales and I was super anxious about the prospect of going to events, going to networking events and meeting new people. And he said, Chloe, you just walk up to someone, stick out your hand and say, hello, my name is Chloe. And that is the beginning of so many friendships. And that has certainly been the beginning of a lot of friendships for me. Once you have been brave enough just to make the first move to introduce yourself, conversations can flow from there. And if you can get over that initial hurdle of just being able to walk up to a person or a group of people and introduce yourself, the rest is so much easier. So I'd love to hear from you guys. What are you going to be trying? Are you going to be implementing any of these tips or any of this advice? Come and let me know on Instagram. Find me at Chloe Brotheridge. Tell me about it. I'd love to hear. And just a reminder that if you want to find out about one-to-one sessions with me, about my app, about all the freebies that I have, it's all over on my website, karmayou.com. You have been listening to the Karma You podcast with me, Chloe Brotheridge. Don't forget you can download loads of freebies for anxiety and confidence at my website, karmayou.com. You can also find out about my app and my one-on-one sessions. Please do subscribe to this podcast in the Apple Podcast app. And if you have enjoyed it or found it helpful, please leave me a review. It makes a massive difference to helping the podcast get discovered by other people. And come on over and find me on Instagram. I'm hanging out there every day. You can find me at Chloe Brotheridge. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And please do share it with anyone who might need to hear this today. So I'm sending you loads of love and I hope you have a brilliant week ahead. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.